the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. He left a successful career on Wall Street so he could set the record straight on cable news. He did such a great job that even President Trump noticed and asked for his help. Now, he's become a champion for American nationalism and a proud spokesman for the deplorables. He's Steve Cortez. And this is the Steve Cortez Show on AM560, The Answer. Deplorables. Disrupting deplorables. Yeah, nah, this isn't Steve Cortez. My bad. What's poppin'? This is the host of Black and Right on AM560, The Answer. Heard every Saturday, 1 to 3. Your boy, your man's John Anthony. I'm really excited um, to be sitting here tonight, uh, sitting in for Steve Cortez, who's away on very important business with the uh, current president and occupier of the White House, Donald Trump. So it's going to be a great show today, I hope. It's a black tandem in here today, too. <laughs> I got my guy Josh on the boards over there. My man, man, George, um, I was going to call you George Pearson. Hoff Daddy, Macbeth, whatever you want to call him. I- I'm really excited about tonight. No, to, to be serious, I'm really excited about being here tonight. Uh, I hope to ha- give you a, sh- a good quality show tonight. I know you, some of you are just getting in your cars. Uh, some of you are thinking about getting out of your car. Stay tuned. Stop. Pause. You're in for a great show, I believe. Um, we got a lot of stuff going on in the world today. You know, you, you look at what's happening with the presidential election. Um, you know, some people uh, still fighting on. Some people saying, telling us to give up. I say us because I am a diehard Trump supporter. Um, and I re- I'm looking at throughout my Facebook on my Black and White page. Go follow that while you're at it, at Black and White Radio. Please do that for me. Um, I'm looking at all of these comments. I'm making these posts, and I'm watching how all these people who for the last four years have told us that we had an an illegitimate president serving in the White House, telling us it's over, give up, and and to give up. Are you? How many of you? I've had so many of your friends, if, you're, if you supported the president, how many of your friends have told you to give up? It's over. You don't need to even think about it. Um, it's only been a month. We, although we took four years, you only get a month. You only get a month of griping. You only get a month of complaining, uh, of, in some regards, whining. How many of your friends told you that too? No, we're not giving up. We're not going to give up until January 6th. I, I, think, I think after January 6th is over. I do. But you know what? That doesn't still that doesn't mean that we still give up the fight. We don't, we can't give up the fight. And I think that's why one of the things that I love about Steve Cortez is he's not he's not giving up this fight. We have to fight until we're done, until the end. We cannot allow if fraud has been done, if fraud has been you know on a ma- I think it's it, it, it's a, it's widespread. 
And this is how I know. I'm a former police officer, right? I'm a former state legislator here in the state of Illinois. As an investigator, if I was starting out, I would make sure I exhausted every means and every end before I gave up an investigation. And you see all these Republicans jumping ship. These are, I mean, Hoff Daddy and I were talking about it earlier. These are Republicans that have wanted to jump ship a long time ago. They just didn't have a reason. Now they feel like they have a reason, and now they can just jump ship. But we're not going to give up until, until it is completely done. We've exhausted all of our means, and then the fight continues in the next election. That's why one of the things I, I, I can't wait to you guys hear from my friend, Democrat State Representative Vernon Jones from Georgia. He's a Democrat that's fighting to make sure and to ensure that the, what happened in Georgia does not happen in the Senate election. He's fighting. He's pushing. And he's a Democrat. And I can't wait for you guys to hear from him. I'm, I'm, I'm so excited. I, I'm, I'm, trying to, I'm trying to gain my composure here, Josh. I'm trying to get myself controlled because I'm really excited about today's show. Uh, we have um, former FBI agent. Um, JT, John, Jonathan T. Gilliam, who's going to join us, because I, I really want to dive into this, especially when you look at there's been really no FBI involvement in any of this. Why? Why? And, this, and, and I believe this is what lends to people coming up with all of these these way out there conspiracy theories about what's happening and what's going on with this election. Put some, put some bodies out there, do, conduct some investigations so we can figure out what happened. We're not having that right now. And this is why people are up in arms. This is why you have, you know, these QAnon theories and, and, and things that are going on like that. We have to make sure we get to the bottom of it. And if there is fraud there, time to prosecute it. But that's not happening. That's not what we're having. We're having people telling us to shut up, sit in the corner. Nobody puts baby in the corner. Nobody. That's not how this works. We're fighting for the very soul of our country. And you want us to just give up? You, we cannot do that. You think a man who sat in his basement for months garnered 81 million votes. Yeah, I know. I'm from the city of Chicago. I know how those 81 million votes came. You had dead people. Yeah, that happens in the city of Chicago. Remember, we're the birthplace of a lot of this fraud and what you see, what you're now seeing across the nation. This is the birthplace of it. I recall 21st Ward, 53rd Precinct. The precinct captain, committeemen would come, talk to all the precinct committeemen, uh, captains, send out the list of people who haven't voted. Now go out and find out if they're going to vote or not. They go out, find out if they vote. If they're not voting. Somehow, mysteriously, they voted. That's the Chicago way. And they've taken the Chicago way of elections, added plausible deniability, and that's what you're seeing throughout America. That shouldn't be. This is the greatest, most exceptional country that we, that's, that's ever been devised. And people want us to give up on it? That's just not how it is. That's just not what we do. If you know anything about state representatives, they have a lot of, they have, they're very busy and they'll tell you immediately, we have, I don't have time, especially here, the state that my next guest is coming on. My good friend, Mike Pesarek, he's a state representative from Pennsylvania. 
He's been on my show, Black and Right, uh, a few times. Uh, Mike, welcome to Black and Right. I, oh, sorry. Welcome to the Steve Cortez show. Look at that. I knew it was going to happen. I knew it was going to happen. Yeah, we'll, we'll let it slip this first time. <laughs> hey, buddy. How are you doing? I'm doing well. And you? I'm doing well. Okay. Mike, you know, everybody that's outside of Pennsylvania is looking at Pennsylvania. And then some, are there are a lot of people looking at Pennsylvania as the linchpin of, of, of all this, of, of what happened, what a lot of people are thinking is fraud. What happened in Pennsylvania, Mike? Why did the state legislator allow the, the Pennsylvania Supreme Court to usurp them on their voting regulations and procedures? So, John, with the, uh, the no-excuse mail-in vote that was um, expanded through Act 77, <clears throat> we had fought quite a bit to keep a lot of these safety checks in place um, because, quite honestly, quite a, a few of my colleagues and I all had concerns about, uh, you know, the process moving forward, how it would be handled, et cetera. Um, myself, personally, I raised the issue that um, we have not had an audit of the voter rolls for quite some time, and there's always been a question in the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania as to who is actually legally allowed to vote. The reality of it is <clears throat> the PA Supreme Court, our Secretary of State, the Wolf Administration, worked extremely hard once Act 77 was passed to undermine you know, any sort of security checks that we had uh, left in place. Um, and really, I, I will tell you, John, one thing that we're starting to, I think, have a better understanding of now is truly the access that the Wolf Administration had given to outside nonprofits that gave them direct access into our voter database. And just uh, as you had mentioned uh, in your lead-up, the Chicago way of, you know, collecting uh, ballots, going out and seeing if people were voting, this gave them the ability to do that on a digital scale. And we actually have a heat map of the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania that shows that once the uh, mail-in votes had hit a certain threshold, that all around the country started requesting additional ballots. Wow. Wow. So Pennsylvania basically was the linchpin. Because I remember, I recall going to bed, Trump, I think he was up, what, 400, 500,000 votes, waking up. The next morning. Uh, I believe at least that, yeah. Yeah, and he's down. Um, Mike, is, 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 is the, did, you, did the Pennsylvania legislators send anything to Congress as far as when it comes to the electors? Or was that just the electors that you guys picked from the Republican Party that, that was sent to uh, Congress? Which was it? Was it did you guys select those um, electors? So those were the Trump electors, and essentially what happened was um, both they, as the Republican electors and Democrat electors, both met at the Capitol. Um, So technically, Pennsylvania does have contested electors at this point. Now, my argument has been for quite some time at this point that um, I don't know how any uh, legislator, any bureaucrat, anybody involved in our process can truly certify this vote because of the number of votes outstanding that we have no proof or receipt that, you know, they actually came from anybody legitimate. Um, and that really goes back to a lot of those safety checks that we had in place. Yeah. Mike, uh, uh, Representative, I want you to hold the line because I, I, I want to talk to you more about this after the break, because I really want I, what's what's next. How does this not happen again in Pennsylvania, especially this such so late in the game in a presidential election? I mean, we're, we're ceding power to, we're changing power from one person to another. And I think we have, to, we have to come up with a better system, especially in places where, you know, voting fraud occurs a lot. Pennsylvania is one of them, uh, especially in Philadelphia. So, Representative, hold the line. We'll be right, more, we'll be right back. 
This is John Anthony filling in for the Steve Cortez. We'll be back with more from Representative Mike Passaic. You're listening to the Steve Cortez Show on AM560, The Answer. I Oh my God, Josh, Josh. Welcome back to the Steve Cortez Show. Josh is playing me some music that... Josh, I thought I told you to play something that that fits me. So you're trying to tell me you think that fits me, huh? (laughs) Hey, this is John Anthony, host of Black and Right, filling in for Steve Cortez. Steve Cortez is out and away um, doing some very important things. Uh, before the break, we were talking with um, State Representative Mike Pascaric from Pennsylvania. Um, Mike, welcome, welcome back to the Steve Cortez Show. I almost said black and white again. Um, so, Mike, what's going to happen in future elections for Pennsylvania? Um, when you look at how the Supreme Court, the, it's the Pennsylvania Supreme Court, stepped in and basically usurped you guys' authority on being the body that creates the election process, how do we stop this in Pennsylvania and across the, na- across the nation? No, John, I, I will tell you that uh, this has been something that, you know, as we've seen the evidence kind of roll out, uh, it, it's really shown us that um, things like this mail-in vote program, it, it's really going to make it difficult to ever really make this secure and I, I think give people credibility within the system. Um, you know, the reality of it is in order for this to work, we need everybody involved to you know, participate and to follow the rules that are put in place. And quite honestly, they just pr- they've proven to us that uh, they're not really interested in doing that. Um, I, I will tell you myself personally, I'm coming out with a proposal that would uh, audit the voter rolls as well as abolish the no excuse mail in vote. And then the third piece of legislation that I'm going to be introducing will also make um, Election Day a statewide holiday. Mm. And that's really a call to action for people from all different walks of life, all political ideologies. We want to give people the day off. Give them the opportunity to, you know, participate in the actual count, participate, you know, uh, during election day, you know, not uh, n- not just show up and vote themselves, but we really want people to start to sink their teeth into, you know, the electoral process and to get back involved, because our thought process is that if we can, if we can get people from all different um, political ideologies to work together, and you know, operate, <clears throat> excuse me, election day. Um, kind of as a you know unified team, uh, people aren't going to be working for one candidate or another. Yeah. So it, it starts to add those checks and balances back to the process. Yeah. Hey, Representative. Now that I, I do recall a truck driver saying that he took some, he, he was given some ballots that came from New York and was dropped off in Pennsylvania. Has there been an, any investigation in some, some of these claims that were presented to um, uh, the committees that um, Rudy Giuliani and all these people brought forth? Has there been any investigations launched in the state of Pennsylvania? So what uh, what we've been told is that the FBI is looking into the trucks. Uh, now, as far as actual evidence being provided, uh, we have not heard or you know seen anything from them. Uh, but that's you know a little bit to be expected as far as their ongoing investigation. Uh, we've had some other folks though that uh, you know have direct knowledge uh, as far as some of the you know the details of the trucks and things that were going on. Um, and from what uh, what they're telling us, this seems to uh, seems to have been an operation that there were multiple trucks that were traveling all across the country. Um, this was not a not a one time thing. This wow. was this was truly an operation. Wow! If you're just joining us, we're talking with State Representative Mike Pascaric. He's uh, a state representative out of the state of Pennsylvania. A really good friend of mine. Um, when I was, as when I served as a state representative, uh, he'd always come here and visit us and. 
you guys got your work cut out before you representative. Uh, I think I think when you look at at, at how Pennsylvania has, has their historical record of, of voter fraud, uh, and I think somebody was just recently prosecuted for voter fraud in Pennsylvania, correct? I, I believe so, yes. <sighs> we we got to get to the bottom of this, especially during the presidential election when we're changing power. Uh, we have to come out and make sure that that process is a clean process and, and, it, and, and the voting systems and everybody's vote counts and it matters because if we don't, if we don't get this right, we're going to continue to have what we've had throughout, especially here in Chicago and Illinois, man. We, we, we've had it bad for, for decades. Um, so I want to thank you, State Representative Mike Pizarro, for joining us today. Uh, you're the man. Uh, next time you're in Illinois, look me up, okay? John, I always appreciate the opportunity. And if I can give your listeners one last uh, message for the day, Go ahead. it would just be, you know, keep the, uh, keep the pressure up on the, on the state legislators. Uh, you know, keep the calls, keep the emails coming. That's really the only way that we're ever going to, you know, truly apply the pressure that we need on this. And, and you know what, uh, Representative, you're so right because you're so right because uh, legislatures and, and politi- politicians they only understand when the people come and get in their face. If, if, if truth be told, most politicians are cowards. And if you, if everybody's there knocking on their doors, uh, getting in their faces, and, and not, I don't mean this in a, in, a, in a in a violent way, but letting them know their displeasure. Uh, because I I felt like uh, Pennsylvania should have did something. Um, the state legislatures. Um, no, real, really quick. Let's break down Pennsylvania's legislative body. Is one house controlled by the the Republicans and one controlled by the Senate? Uh, no, both are Republican controlled. Wow. Wow. What John, we're say? we're fighting not only the other side of the aisle, but probably about half of our caucus right wow. now. Wow. So Republicans who are spineless, weak, and cowardly. Once again, because if this was the Democrats, they'd fight to the end. My, uh, Rep, thanks so much for joining us. Hey, thank you, John. Wow. Republican, spineless, weak. I just, I, listening to, 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 to and, and I know Representative Pascaric, and, and I know he's a fighter. Uh, you, you heard the bills that he wants to introduce. Um, it sickens. It's, 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 it's really saddening to know that we have elected officials out there, especially Republicans who who who, who want to always take the moral high, call themselves taking the moral high ground. Fight. We also have in the legislation uh, d- direct payments, which we're not. Oh, <laughs> my anger, <laughs> that Irish anger in me come out and I hit the board and it's that plate. I did not do that. I promise you, I swear. Hey, guys, you're listening to the Steve Cortez Show. I'm John Anthony, host of Black and White on AM560 Answer. We'll be right back before I push any more buttons. He's a proud champion for the cause of American nationalism. This is Steve Cortez on AM560, The Answer. Welcome back to the Steve Cortez Show. I'm John Anthony, and I'm filling in for him, host of Black and White, heard on these very airwaves every Saturday from 1 to 3 p.m. While we're talking, why don't you go over to Black, at Black and Right Radio, give the page a like and follow, and you can hear my show every Saturday from 1 to 3. That's Black and Right Radio. We have a great time. We push back against the foolishness of culture, race, and politics um, as from a black Republican conservative point of view. Um, you guys heard what the state rep had to say from Pennsylvania, Mike Pascaric. Um, and when you look at what he said, 
not only are they fighting Democrats, but they're also fighting their own caucus members, Republicans, who don't want to fight. If Donald Trump has taught us one thing, as a, if Donald Trump taught the Republican Party one thing, he should have taught them the art of fighting, that he's a fighter. Now, I didn't agree with everything that he does. I, don't, I, don't, I didn't agree with everything that he said. But he taught them how to fight. And to hear my friend say that his own caucus is fighting them, of fighting, for the, of, of fighting against them, wanting to fight to save this nation. It saddens me. And that's why when I, when I heard this, when I heard that I was doing the show, I had to call my good friend, friend of my show, Black and Right, uh, Jonathan T. Gilliam. He's a, he was a former uh, FBI special agent. He was a Navy SEALs veteran. Uh, he's filled in for um, Sean Hannity on his radio show. Um, he's somebody, he wrote the book, Sheep No More. Look at that, that title. I love that title, Sheep No More. Steve Cortez show, listeners, welcome my good friend, Jonathan T. Gilliam. JT, how you doing, Terminator? Terminator, are you there? I guess he doesn't want to talk to me. Did he hang up on us? You know, the... Well, I'm here, I'm here. Can you hear me? Oh, there you go. <laughs> What's going I on, my buddy? Mute. Yo, look at you. See, you didn't want to, so you were listening to me, but you didn't want to talk to me. That's what it is. I see how That's it right. is. I see how it is. You well, know? The, the, the introduction wasn't long enough. I usually have to have a really <laughs> long introduction. Well, you know, normally I, 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 I give you a very long introduction on my <laughs> radio show, but I'm not on my radio show, so I'm trying to, to, to respect the, the time and the airwaves of the Steve Cortez show. You feel now, that, you know, right? here's, here's, what, here's what the thing is, and it's very interesting because this just occurred. Like, I sat here for the past, you know, because I didn't know exactly what time we were going to do the interview, sometime between 5 and, and 7, my time. So I, I'm sitting here waiting, and then as soon as I have to go downstairs and do something, I get the call, right? And that's the way it always <laughs> works out, right? Yes. But what's interesting, when you look at politics now, um, it never seems to work out to the conservatives' favor. Yeah. You know, things happen in a, in a certain way. It's a predictable fashion. I knew as soon as I moved from this chair that, some, that you were going to call. <laughs> and sure enough, that's what happens. But doesn't it seem like now when it comes to the Democrats over the past four years, anything that they want, you know, like let's say that they were doing a murder investigation, they would say, hey, we, it's too bad we don't have blood spatter on that wall. We could solve the whole thing. All of a sudden, mm -hmm. there's going to be blood spatter on yeah. the wall. Yeah. Whereas with the Republicans... You know, they they just don't get it. They don't get it. The, the Republican establishment doesn't get anything done. No. Nothing, no, nothing ever comes out of what they do. Nothing. No, no, no. JT, if, if you listen to Black and Right, you know I call him the Terminator because if you've ever been in his presence, he's very intimidating. Uh, <laughs> I thought I was a big guy. Yeah, nah. But you're a former FBI agent. You saw what Bill Barr came out with today that he didn't see any reason to do any special um, uh, counsels for the Hunter Biden scandal, nor the election irregularities that were fine. Why? If, if you, I mean, being somebody that's a former FBI agent, shouldn't we at least look into it? Okay, so here, let me explain something to everybody. First of all, there, there is no swamp in D.C. It's a family tree, okay? <laughs> you, you have to look at this totally different. It is not... You know, when you think of a swamp, you think of dirty water, you think it's not clear, you can't see what you're feeling for underneath. This is a family tree, 
And if you were to tilt it over, like, you know, when a storm happens and you see a tree get knocked over, all the huge root system that just pulls up out of the ground, that's Washington, D.C. Wow. So there's visible, there's visible branches, uh, which we can see, especially since this president has been in office, he has helped expose a lot of the, the leftists, the, the media, uh, their relation to each other, how the media is an echo chamber for the left, uh, big money donors, the radicals that are on the ground, and how they're all related and work it together. I mean, it's very, very uniform. And But what we don't typically see are these roots, the root system that keeps Washington, D.C.'s establishment up, and that's Bill Barr. Wow. And what you have to understand is that these people, you know, the Bill Bars, the, the McCabe's, the Peter Strzok and Mueller and Christopher Ray, all these people, they all live in the same areas. They work yep. uh, in the same field. They go to church together. Their kids go to school together. They know each other. Mm. And the system in which they work uh, is not a system that's for the people, by the people. And Bill Barr is not going to burn anyone that is associated, related to, or in any way helping the establishment. He's not going to do it. Jeff Sessions didn't do it. No, no. Barr's not going to do it. Mueller's not going to do it. And that's why they go after Trump so easily, because yeah. he's not establishment. Yeah, and that's why, what, what was the other guy that in between um, Barr and, uh, he was temporary, um, uh, I forget his oh, name. Oh, you're talking about Jeff Sessions. No, no, no the, the guy that was right before um, Barr, who was put in there to, 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 to be the placeholder. Oh, Rosenstein. No, it was another guy. I, I thought he would have been the guy, and he because, but they wouldn't. Trump wouldn't um, nominate him. But, oh, you're, you're talking about the big guy with the bald head. Yes, I that guy. His name is. Yeah, he, he reminds me yeah, of you a lot. Another guy. He he talks a he listen. He talks a big game, but when I see the thing, these people are a lot of them are senior executive service members. That is an entire different set of branch of the government that most people don't know about. Uh, they were created in the uh, Civil Service Reform Act and uh, during the Jimmy Carter administration. Yeah. And what they do is somewhere along the line, bean counters came up with an idea that, hey, well, at least this is what they tell us, that we need to have senior executives that are uh, on the same uh, pay scale wow. as somebody who runs a big CEO or is a big CEO for a big business. Um, because if we don't pay them, we're not going to get the best of the best, but the, the reality is that, that is Ugh. not what you get. You don't get the best of the, the best of the best in government are people who come in there to serve regardless of their pay. Wow. And so when they created this system, the only people who get promoted into it are people who are, uh, who do the bidding of the establishment. The same thing with political appointees, the same thing with the people that are at the top of these yeah. agencies that are senior executive service. Now, hey, hey, J- J- JT, S- JT, yeah, hold ahead. that thought because I, I because I think you you're really stepping into some stuff that I really want you to explain, and I don't want the break to have to uh, interrupt okay, you. Yeah, sure. Uh, we're talking with JT Gilliam, uh, former FBI special agent, Navy SEALs. Uh, you listen to the Steve Cortez show. We'll be right back. From Wall Street to Pennsylvania Avenue, he's got it all covered. He's Steve Cortez on AM560, The Answer. Hey! I'm right now. That's what I'm talking about, baby. Welcome to the Steve Cortez Show. My name is John Anthony, host of Black and Right on AM560, The Answer. Can we pump that back up just a little bit more? Come on. Hey! (laughs) I like to have fun, guys. I'm sorry. I love to have fun. I love to engage with the audience. 
I'm sorry. But that song always does something to me every time I hear it. Come on. And Josh, my brother from another mother. Woo-hoo. We got something going on over here, Josh. Let's do it, baby. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> before the break, we were talking to Jonathan T. Gilliam, uh, former FBI agent, former Navy SEAL. Um, he thinks he's an expert because, you know, somehow he came up with this podcast called The Experts. <laughs> we always, you know, drill each other anytime we see them. John, Terminator Gilliam, welcome back to the Steve Cortez Show. <laughs> yeah, and you know what? You know, I, I think I can push this through. Uh, this is the uh, the beginning of the show. This is... Um the truth. Can you hear that? Yeah, I heard it. <laughs> has oh, you, arrived. There you go. You know, you're, you know, my show's getting ready to start when you hear that. Okay. So, well, and that's the politi- That's the politi- that, that sends that out. So. <laughs> One of the things that I, I, well, I'm, I'm so grateful that uh, the rear admiral George Pearson uh, introduced us because um, I, I love watching what you have to say on your Twitter feeds and listening to your your podcast because you you provide a a, a form of truth that's really missing. You know, a lot of these people want to be entertainers when they give out information, but no one really wants to provide the people with the honest truth anymore because I don't really don't think people can, can, can accept or take raw truth, right? They're afraid of it, or, or they believe. Listen, this is the biggest thing, John, is that they've been told um, that they're saviors in Washington, D.C., or that if you rally with this certain group, uh, that they, you know, that they have the answer, um, I, you know, I'm a big supporter of, of President Donald Trump. I've been a supporter of his. I was on hosting Sean Hannity's radio show, giving my support to the president before Sean Hannity even did when he was running. And wow. uh, but I will I will say, you know, I disagree with him on that. We need to rally in D.C. on the 6th. I've been to these rallies in D.C. They do nothing. The majority of people that put these together are just people who want to collect donations yeah. and they don't give any direction to the yeah. people. Yeah. But somebody said something yesterday on the uh, on Twitter. They said they didn't like the fact that I that I had said that on Twitter because their our commander in chief said that we should be there. Well, and this is a very important thing. Wow. Okay? Even the president, right, who I support, is not my commander in chief. He's the commander in chief of the military. Right. He's the president of the United States. Correct. Great. The reality is, the power is in the people. Yeah. And if the people realize this and they start going to their state capitals and getting up, I'm talking about normal people who yes. go to work and support this president from their states, yes. what they will see is that millions more will have the ability to stand up and fight. They can't make it to D.C. I agree. And, and the promotions come out from those people that want to make money and want to grift. And I, and I, I disagree with the president on this one. I think we could support him from our state capitals and send a much more ferocious message from there than we could if they just go to D.C. I don't, I don't think that's going to do anything to, to, to sway anybody in D.C. And, and J.T., I, I was just talking about that with State Representative Mike Pascara from Pennsylvania, and we were talking about that exact point. Politicians are cowards. If they see that the people will rise up and push back, Guess what they'll do? Yeah. They'll start cowering in their little corners. They'll start meeting with, getting together, having conversations and saying, uh-oh, the people are, have, have, have arisen. We have to start making different decisions. Because until John, that... Listen, listen, it, think about this. Think about this. They go to Washington, D.C. If they know they can't go back home without a ruckus being yes. happening, 
or without them being inundated with phone calls and people every time they go out embarrassing them because yep. they hold them accountable, they will start to do somewhat of what the people want. I don't trust any politicians. <laughs> I don't blame you. Hey, JT, I wanted to get your take on this as a, as a former investigator. I know, I know when I first heard this, this um, Joe Biden say this, uh, it, my, 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 you know that, you know how that tingling feeling you get as a cop, you know, the back of your hair raises. And I said to myself, was he really crying out? I want to get your take on Biden saying this. We're in a situation where we have put together and you guys did, did it for our administration, the president Obama's administration before this. We have put together, I think, the most extensive and inclusive voter fraud organization in the history of American politics. Now, if you were investigating this whole election thing, would you start by getting almost all of his campaign people under oath and start asking questions about that? Well, okay. The first thing is about that soundbite is that I've never heard the rest of what he's talking about. So I don't know. And from an investigative standpoint, I can't make a judgment call on that. Um, I, what I can do though, is look at the totality of the circumstances. And that's what we look at in investigations. We don't just, you know, go off of, I feel that there was fraud or I think that there was not fraud. What does the totality of the circumstances say? And if we look at every single thing that's happened to this nation in the past five years that has been bad, we can either 100% equate it to the Democrat Party, and that includes riots, that includes um, uh, the destruction of, well, really just the whole dismantling of the voter system. We can talk about the, the fake impeachment of the president and the Russian investigation and how much that hurt this country. Uh, we could talk about this nonsense of sending, like right now, sending six hundred dollars yeah. to the American Ugh. people is going to do nothing. Nothing. But we can we can we can look at the totality of circumstances, and when we look at that, and we look at who was pushing the voting the way that they did at the time yes. that they did, it, it screams fraud because it screams that the system was handled. Uh, not provided right. for the people, that it was handled. They would vote in this certain way, and things became quickly out of control. JT, I, JT, JT, I got to stop go you there. Go I got to stop you there. Guys, go out and get go his ahead. book, Sheep No More. Jonathan T. Gilliam, sign up for his expert podcast. It's always a pleasure. It's always a pleasure when I when I talk with you. Thanks so much for joining the Steve Cortez Show. Uh, love you, brother. You got, it. you got it, buddy. All right. You got it. And make sure everybody goes to freeterritorialliance.com. Freeterritorialliance.com. Yes. All right. You listen to the Steve Cortez Show. I'm John Anthony Filling. This is the Steve Cortez Show on AM560, The Answer. He left a successful career on Wall Street so he could set the record straight on cable news. He did such a great job that even President Trump noticed and asked for his help. Now he's become a champion for American nationalism and a proud spokesman for the deplorables. He's Steve Cortez. And this is the Steve Cortez Show on AM560, The Answer. Patriots, deplorable. This is not Steve Cortez. My name is John Anthony. I'm the host of Black and Right Radio, heard every Saturday from 1 to 3 p.m. I'm sitting in for Steve because 
you know, the president of the United States called him. So whenever the president of the United States call you, you have to get going. So you have me. You have me for the first hour. Now we can, um, I'm really enjoying it. Josh and I'm saying I'm, I'm doing okay. It's okay. You know, I'm used to having a, a guest co-host on my show. So I'm used to the interaction, not just through the guests by phone or in the, in the studio. I'm also used to a guest co-host. So I'm, I'm trying to get used to that. But, you know, Hoff Daddy and Josh are really making it comfortable for me to get used to, you know, feeling okay in here. I hope I'm doing okay, Josh. I like the music. The last, the last music you played for me was, was uh, okay, he said he got me. I can't wait. So, Josh, I talk. I engage with the person that does all the technical stuff for me. You know, Hoff Daddy and all, you know, all of the people that come in and do the show for me, I engage with them. So the people got to hear your voice before the show is over. All right. <laughs> hey guys, just you should have saw the look that he that came up on his face. I'm not doing it. But anywho, anyway, so last a couple of weeks ago, um, if you guys are on Twitter, there's a young lady. Her name is Emma Woodhouse. She has been somebody that's been like, you know, going just crazy on the Pritzker administration uh, as far as his, the data he provides, as far as the COVID. Um, I mean, she really has been like lights out one one of the best uh, Twitter accounts to follow. So I got a call. She said, hey, John, I need somebody to uh, MC for me. I'm putting together a rescue Illinois down at the Daily Plaza or the Daily Center, whatever you want to call it. Um, she said, I need you to come and, and MC. So while I was MCing, I heard a, a, an owner of a restaurant. And I was like, listening to his story about how much he loved the people that worked for him, how much he missed all of his customers. Um, It was just, it was just, I'm telling you, I don't really think we really understand what's happening. And and we've really fooled the full impact of the decisions a lot of these leaders across the nation have been making. Eric Bayless, he's the owner of Big Onion Hospitality. I hope I get this right, but I believe he has eight restaurants here in Illinois and one, and I want to say Tennessee. Eric, my buddy, welcome to the Steve Cortez Show. What's up, man? How you doing, boy? I'm doing well. Me on. How, how, um, how many of your restaurants are open right now? I have one location left open here in Chicago. What location and is And then that? I have one location in Nashville open. And, and what's the location in, in Chicago? Uh, they both are Hopsmith Tavern. Hopsmith Tavern on, on Division and State here in Chicago. And then I have Hopsmith Tavern Nashville in Midtown, actually, on Division Street as well, um, ironically, in uh, Nashville, Tennessee. Yeah. Now, now what, 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 the reason why I wanted you on uh, was because I thought the story that you told at the Rescue Illinois rally was one that I think needs to be heard on, on a grander scale. So just give us an elevator speech about a minute, minute and a half of your story as to what you told to the people that were out there. It was about good 250 of us out there. Um, give, give, the, give Steve Cortez listening audience uh, a brief synopsis of what you were talking about. Yeah, no problem. So, so basically, uh, I mean, what I really went over was um, what people don't understand is where some of us owners came from. Um, I know me personally, I wasn't, I wasn't great in the, uh, the education department and uh, grew up in a pretty rough area with uh, not really having much of a family. And I 
I legitimately lived the American dream. I, I just went to work for someone. I was a door guy. I then learned every position. I then worked for bad operators, good operators, worked all over the country, showed up early, went home late. And next thing you know, I, I, mean, I pretty much had the opportunity to get, long story short, a, uh, a small piece of a one place. I continued to work hard and, and kind of called that my own at one point and then built from there. Yeah. So and- I, I'm not too far. I'm not very far removed. And I, I built this company based on the relationships of my coworkers, really. Yeah. And, and, and talk to that. Talk about how what, what's going on with a lot of your coworkers. Um, how, how, how has this, the, the decision, if, if you, if you, if I'm going to be polite because I'm not on my radio show, but this dictator and, and governor and, and, and this little, little dictator in Chicago of how much they've basically ruined a lot of lives of people who really weren't making that much money to begin with. How has, how have Correct. their lives have changed? Oh man, it, it's been detrimental. I, I mean, I had three people actually living with me. Oh. I mean, you take people that, I mean, people, I had to lay off over 500 people. Yeah. Um, wow. with, with no, I mean, I've had a lot of things happen to me in my life and by far the worst day of my life. I mean, I had no answers. I had to look at these people and say, hey guys, I realize, I realize you can go eat at the, uh, over there and I realize you can cross the state lines, but I got to tell you that these are the rules that I can't control right here. Yeah. And I had to lay them off and, and then for it to happen again. Yeah. And there's really... There was, I, I try to help almost all of them get on unemployment, and it was easier. It seems easier than it was to get all these false unemployment claims have been going through faster than yeah. the real one. Yeah, I, I agree. Mean, everything's a mess, and it's just people don't realize that. I had I had all kinds of workers, every color, every income level. I had full time employees making close to six figures. I had I had people that just got out of jail, and, and it was their their next chance. I had people that become my best friends. I've had people that. I mean, are, are going through college, people that are taking the step to be doctors, lawyers, the next radio host. I mean, <laughs> believe it or not, we have a couple of radio, we actually have two radio hosts that work for me. Really? It, it's all walks of life. And to me, the, the saddest thing is that we now look like almost the enemy by we yeah. followed every rule. Yeah. We're the safest, the cleanest. Yeah. And now that there are more and more infos coming out that it's not us. Yeah. Yeah. We, we try we, we try to spend 50, 60 grand that we don't have outside building a beautiful outside. And I get messages from people I don't know saying that I'm the worst person in the world and I'm a murderer for trying to bring people in. It's like, it's, it's crazy, man. It's, it's beyond it's, crazy. And so, so Eric, have, have you talked to any other restaurateurs, is that the right word, uh, across state lines who are open? Uh, wh- what's that conversation been like uh, in, in free places like Florida and, and Indiana? I talk to people in Florida, and they just, I, I, I talk to people in Florida almost every day, and they know the type of operator I am, and they, they want me to come down. I get offers to come down to Florida every day. Oh. I, can't, I, just, I physically can't leave my employees hanging because they're my everything. I mean, I, it's, this isn't a financial game for me. It's more the relationship game yeah. that leads to that, you know? Yeah. And I talk to people in California, and they can relate to me, and they're, they're, they're dying. I mean, the biggest thing that you got to take it is these numbers. Even even the numbers that you guys rattle off, remember that fifty percent of restaurants, quote unquote, are fast food. Yeah, let's take them out of the equation. Yeah, yeah. And now, how many will be back? Yeah. I mean, the, the, the biggest thing, I guess, is that, that I, I want to get out there is that habits are habits are hard to break, and it's it's right now people are developing habits not to go out to stay behind their computer, to not develop relationships. 
to go to school over a computer, to do everything. Everything. At the end of the day, everything. At the end of the day, you know what's important in life? Relationship. Yeah. And, and that's what everyone's missing, man. And, yeah. and I, that's what we're about in my, my tavern group and my restaurant group. It's, it's creating those memories that everyone's missing because you never know. You never, ever know when your time's going to come. And that's, yeah. I, that's you know, underlying. Eric, I'm so glad you called them what they are, rules. They're not laws. Um, I told you, I told you, you and I had our conversation. I'm a former state rep. And I, I, I remember um, having this conversation with uh, a congressman, Congressman Mike Boss. And he said that he believes that the, the governor actually, actually doesn't have the power to do what he's doing. Because right after 9-11, there was a debate about giving the governor emergency powers. Now, the sticker, the stickler for that bill passing, and, and I'm, I've been looking to try to get the information from um, the, um, the, the, the record keeper in Springfield. The sticker, stickler for that pa- bill passing was that the governor, he, he didn't, he couldn't, you know, ask for permission. He had to come back to the General Assembly after 30 days to extend his power. And when yep. it comes to shutting down people like you, the way the IDPH uh, rule relates it, they have to find a case of COVID in your establishment before they shut down. There's been no due process to this. It's, 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 it's amazing to me. I'm, and, and I'm going to, you know, I told you this to your face. You know, you got to fight back. And I know you, you got a lot of um, uh, restaurants, but you got to fight back because it sounds like you have a great establishment with people who love you there. I appreciate it. Yeah, and that's a bunch of us are really right now are trying trying to get more of a voice going. But, I, I mean, fighting back, they put you in a hole where, where it's almost, I, I mean, they're, they're threatening us. They're threatening us if you do this, if you do that. And it's not just me that's on the line. Yeah. If I owned a place that was, it was two tables and it's my wife and I running it, yeah. I'll bet my ass I'd be open right now. Yeah. I'd be wide open seeing the inside, but if I mess up, if I do something, God That's forbid, fair. it's my employees. It's 500-plus employees that I'm, I know I'm going to be able to bring back at some point. Yeah. So that, that, that's what – trust me, man. I, I've talked to – and every day I wake <laughs> up, attorneys. I just open, but putting them in jeopardy, doing everything. I've talked to lawyers. I've talked to everything. And at the end of the day, it's, it's the hypocrisy of everything. It man. is. It's, it's almost – It is. Even if, even if you know it's bullshit – Excuse my language, but every one of these politicians have been caught breaking the rules themselves. Of course, of course. Like, it's, how, how can you do that? How can they go to sleep at night? How can they look at us with a straight face and and, and brainwash all the public when they're doing the same things exactly. that we're trying to do to pay our bills? Eric, where can people find you? You have a, a website or anything where people can find? Because I think I think I want to come up and, and bring a couple of people with me to this restaurant that you do have open here in Illinois and, and make sure we, we, we come out and spend some money and, and get some good food. So where can people find awesome. you in the restaurant? Yeah, man, Mr. Tiffin employees, man, they're, they're what it's all about, but it's Hopsmith Tavern on 15 West division. We put a bunch of money into our Christmas theme out there. We have a 30 foot tree going. We have Santa there almost every day up wow. until, uh, till tomorrow. Um, we're trying to, to, to put smiles on people's faces. We decorated uh, the whole, the whole street. We have it closed down. We have yeah. the tent outside. Um, and then myself personally, it's Eric Bayless, E-R-I-K-B-A-Y-L-I-S. And I can follow my, uh, my handle. We got, Eric Bayless, we got it up. On, we got it up on the board, Eric. Hey, thanks so much for joining us, Eric. You've been amazing, brother. You're listening to Steve. Hey, Cortez. thanks, man. Anything you ever need, you let me know, bud. Uh, you know I will, <laughs> especially food. I appreciate it, man. <laughs> hey, <laughs> you're listening to the Steve Cortez Show. I'm John Anthony. We'll be right back. Standing up for the deplorables. 
all across America. He is Steve Cortez on AM560, The Answer. All right. Hey, this is John Anthony filling in for Steve Cortez Show. I'm the host of Black and White on AM560. Heard every Saturday from 1 to 3. All right, Josh. Man, you see now, you feeling me. You understand me. I love this music, brother. I feel it. Hey, guys. You know, I'm just... You, you guys heard Eric Bayless. He's an owner of eight uh, restaurants here uh, in uh, the state of Illinois, and I believe he said one in Nashville, Tennessee. You have so many of these people who are, who've, who've put everything that they've had into this and to be taken away like this by a person who's never had to, who's never, who's never understood what it is to want, who's never built anything himself. And all of these people are now languishing. Um, if you know me, if you listen to my show, you know, I'm being very, I'm restraining myself and I'm trying not to lose my um, demeanor and I'm trying to stay calm uh, because I'm going to be, I want to come back here. <laughs> I don't want Steve Cortez listening to the show and say, oh, we can never have that guy back here again. Uh, not that guy. <laughs> but um, one of the things I love to do on my show is to introduce you to people that some of you may not have heard of before. Um, but I'm sure everybody has heard of our next guest. He's a, he's a Democrat state representative from Georgia, representing the 91st District. My man, we we were talking Back and forth. We've been talking back and forth for this last month, talking about Georgia. Vernon Jones, welcome to the Steve Cortez Show. Thank you very much, my friend, and thank you so much for having me on uh, the Steve Cortez Show. Although I know you're there pitch hitting, and uh, of course you, uh, you're exciting, and you, you keep them going. You have them riled up. Yeah. Glad to be on your show. And, and I love because I've been watching you, brother, and you have been doing an, an outstanding job of fighting for all Georgians, not just a Democrat, not just Republicans. Sure. And, and it, to me, I, 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 look, I listen to your speeches, and it's not even about D- Donald Trump. It's about ensuring the election integrity, that we make sure that it's taken care of and it's under control, for, especially for this, this um, senatorial election. But, Representative, what happened in Georgia? Well, obviously, known in Georgia, but many other states, and certainly those swing states, you saw uh, where the people's faith in the voting system in the process was shattered. Um, they believed, like many of us, there was no free, fair, and transparent election. And half this country feels that way. You know, yeah. Joe Biden thinks, or Groundhog Joe, we call him, because he only comes out when it's safe, but if he thinks <laughs> he can come heal the country when he was a part of that whole cabal with, as you know, Kabbalah mm-hmm. Harris, as yeah. well as the left, Stacey Abrams, that crowd, um, with the mail-in ballot abuse, and not to mention dead people voting, yes. not to mention people voting on behalf of people. It was just riddled with irregularities. Now, here in Georgia, I will say, people feel the same way, and they want their voices heard. Although there's an investigation going on, a number of cases now, but with the upcoming election, I know people are discouraged about it, but we have to come and vote in Georgia. Georgia is a battleground state. We have to hold the line, of course, because so goes Georgia. So goes the entire country. I agree. And if we want to embrace socialism and Marxism, defunding the police, at the same time, 
Um, we want to raise taxes on everybody. You know, it's kind of interesting. Groundhog Joe said initially, only those with $400,000 greater income. Now, this new person he's talking about for Secretary of Treasury, this person already talked about raising taxes on everybody. So this, this thing is not starting out right. So that's why Georgia, we have to hold lines for the rest of the country. And although I'm sad that our government did not uh, come out and, and have a special session so we can do more investigations yeah. of what our Secretary of State and Stacey Abrams did in the back rooms, uh, in the black hawk. Okay, black Representative, Representative I, that's, that's one of the reasons I wanted to bring you on. Let's talk about that. Sure. Bring that out in the open. What happened with Kemp and, and the Secretary of State and, and Stacey Abrams after she left, after she lost the election? Was this well, like something all, that... remember, when she lost her election, um, the liberal media shaped it like she almost won. Well, that is incorrect. That was, that was a false narrative. She was 55,000 votes short of just getting into a runoff. President Trump here... They're talking about, if you look at the numbers, if you believe them, he's like about 10,000 off. The other races where there's one off, you're talking about anywhere between 10 to 15, where they did not get enough to avoid a runoff. But in this particular case for Stacey Abrams, she was 55,000 votes short. Oh. That's not a close election. And you and I both know what happens in runoff yeah. back then. And so, and that was before the Dominion system, too. So yeah. here we are now. She got upset, and by the way, she went two years before she denied or before she would admit that she lost. Yep. I don't know why they make a big issue of this president, and it has been less than a month with that election, but he's supposed to, you know, oh, concede. So that's the hypocrisy in it. But as you know, um, she filed a lawsuit, and she and the Secretary of State went in the back room, cut a deal, and a lot of it dealt with, of course, the mail-in ballot process, which is the biggest area for exposure. Yeah. And as a result of that, the Georgia Constitution allows only the members of the General Assembly to establish the criteria for state law. That's in the Constitution, U.S. Constitution, in Article 2. With that being said, the Secretary of State, North States Aiden, and we hold the Secretary of State accountable because he threw us under the bus. He did yeah. not bring that information yeah. back to the legislature. He should have said, look, here's some recommendations. I've been in conversation. None of that would happen. A deal was cut, suit, settle, everything. Now wow. we're dealing with the aftermath of what happens with a backroom deal. Yeah. And it's been portrayed upon Georgians. Now, with that being said, we also have the new Dominion sh- machines. Many say that it has the ability to change votes. I think many will agree on that. Yep. We also know that certain states went down at a certain time, all of them at the same time. We also know there's some ties to Venezuela, and they've used Dominion in Venezuela. Yeah. So there's so many questions, there's so much doubt. And people just want to be heard, and they feel as though the left and all those others who were crying out about free, fair, and elections for their person, Stacey Abrams, yeah. now they're hashtag crickets. And they want us to shut up, too. Republicans or Democrats. Right. And they they and want you to shut up. Yeah. That's the other thing. That's the whole problem with the left, why yeah. we have to hold the line, because they want to impede now, not only our Second Amendment, yeah. and I'm a defender of, of, of the Second Amendment, but they want to impede on what? Our freedom of speech and yeah. expression. Now you can be attacked based on your political persuasion, or your party affiliation, or party, or political ideology. Yeah. Hey, representative, That's what the left wants to do. Representative, I, I, you know, I knew you were flying in, so I, we we cut this this segment short. But <laughs> yeah. I got to have you back on on my show, uh, State Representative Vernon, Vernon Jones out of Atlanta, Democrat. You listening to the Steve Cortez Show? We'll be right back. Call Steve now. Three one two six four two fifty six hundred. 
Welcome back to the Steve Cortez Show. I'm John Anthony filling in for Steve as he's away at the White House working something on America First with the President of the United States, Donald Trump. I'm the host of Black and Right on AM560, The Answer, heard right here on these airwaves every Saturday, 1 to 3. While we're talking, while we're discussing, why don't you go over to at Black and Right Radio, give that page a like and follow. Uh, you won't be disappointed. Uh, I'm being very restrained here on uh, Steve Cortez's show today. <laughs> uh, if you listen to my show, you know some. I have a, a few uh, outbursts during my show. Uh, I've already, I, I have hit the table once already, <laughs> and it played some sound. I don't know what happened. I think my pounding on the table created um, some type of um, digital um, error. <laughs> uh, I, I hope you guys are ha- having a good time. I hope you guys are are listening to the show and um, uh, really taking in what I'm trying to put out there for you because I really think when you look at somebody like me, I'm not supposed to think and believe this way because, you know, I'm a black conservative. Um, we do exist. We're not, all, we're not unicorns. I'm not a unicorn. There's a lot of us out there. Uh, one of the guys that I'm going to introduce next is a good friend of mine. Um, this guy has been everywhere. He's had Mark Levin share his his stuff. He's had Ted Nugent share his stuff a few times. Uh, my buddy, my friend, the one, the only, Cashley Kelly. Cash, welcome to the Steve Cortez Show. Hey, what's going on, my brother? How you been? I, I'm doing well, man. How are you, man? I, I mean, I'm I'm looking you in D.C. and you know, uh, my, my my I had a guest on today that said that he doesn't believe um, we shouldn't be telling people to go to rallies. Uh, I I didn't want to, you know cut him off because he's bigger than me he would have beat me up but nah, i think rallies work because it brings a lot of people together who would have never uh met talk to us about what happened yeah. at dc uh i'm talking about the stabbing and all that what was it I like will. in this last rally i encourage i encourage everybody if you can to attend the rally because it's it's uh not just a great way to meet people but a great way to feel the unity that that we all so desire you know what i'm saying and and that's the thing man um, these rallies, they're a great, great, great place to go if you really want to feel patriotic and you want to hear a real message without some bias, uh, you know, fake news, throwing out the things that they throw out there. But when I went to D.C., the experience overall was amazing. I met a lot of different people, man, a whole lot of different people. Uh, it was a great experience. Um, felt like Braveheart, man. I came over the hill with like <laughs> 2,500 people, bro, following behind me and, um, Got on the stage, sang the national anthem, and spoke. But you and sang the national was, anthem? Yeah, sang I missed the that part. Anthem. It was uh, we were at the Washington Monument. It wasn't the one where uh, oh. General was at. Um, but yeah, we uh, we did that. It was dope. But later on in that night, we went out and um, we hung out. We were at a restaurant, and I guess the guy that we were with, he went out and hung out at a place called Harry's. Um, and when he was there, I guess there's people from Antifa and Black Lives Matter. They rolled in there and just started randomly trying to stab people. Um, also at my hotel, there was another guy who ran in there. They ransacked the hotel and they started trying to stab people. And one of them actually got shot. I don't know. They shot the guy that was trying to stab people. The Antifa and Black Lives Matter guy. He got shot. They didn't report that. But thing. it came out. It came out. It cash. It came out that you guys and the Proud Boys have started this. The, the group. Mm-hmm. That's not how it no, happened, of course. No, not at all. They always, you know, I my Instagram just got blocked, man. It just got a uh, shadow ban, and they banned me from going live because I actually did a video with the leader of the Proud Boys out there in D.C. I remember. Um, would you believe that this dude is actually my color? Yeah, yes, I know him. I, I, I mean, I, I, 
I've tried to, I reached out to him to try to interview him. So I, and when I was doing my I'll research, I'll get that interview. Yeah. I'll set it up for you. Yeah. Um, yeah, they're not, they're not a racist group at all. There's a bunch of different people. There's black, white, brown, red, yellow. It's a, it's a mixture of people that are just patriots. And the thing that they're out there for, they're not out there to antagonize and, and start fights. Most of them, I would say, not all. I'm not going right. to sit here and lie and say that, you know, there's not some bad apples in that bunch as well, because there is, but it's like in every bunch. Every bunch. Um, but they, the, the most part, they were standing out there, man, to get the people to feel safe. Okay, when I was walking around out there, when I did my event, the Proud Boys literally surrounded my stage, bro. They were around making sure that nobody can mess with what we had going on. And then yeah. people literally tried to come and crash that. The guy that came out, James, James Sullivan, if anybody ever throws an event and this guy says he wants to come, do not allow him to come. He yeah. pretends to be a, a black conservative while his brother is actually Antifa, and neither one of them are part of it. His brother's not really Antifa, and he's not really a black conservative. What they do is, is they got a documentary. So they go out to these events, set up wow. events, right, just to get people to crash them, to get Antifa. They rile people up and try to get it to where people get set up and get stabbed and beat up and record it for their documentary that they're trying to put together. Wow. You know, so that's what happened when we were at our event. We had over, um, we had close to 3,000 people at our event. And this dude had his brother come with Antifa and shake up our event, man. Wow. So the Proud went over there and dealt with Antifa while the people started fleeing. The people were leaving. The regular people that were there, not not, not, um, not the Proud Boys, but the Proud Boys and them crashed. So anyway, later on in that night, yeah, people got stabbed. Um, they were just hanging out. They weren't doing anything, not bothering anybody. They just ran in there and literally started stabbing random people in the crowd. And then um, they did it again at the hotel. And that whole night, the whole rest of the night, as I shared on my live, man, on my Instagram and on my uh, my Facebook before it got taken down, you all you heard was sirens. Wow. Sirens and police going everywhere. And it was it was messed up because I got into it. I actually had a conversation with one of the Proud Boys and uh, one of the reporters that's there, a villain. And I got into it with him. I was about to fight. Wow. Because I'm like, look, man. Oh, yeah, I yeah, saw that post. I saw that post when somebody was basically trying to calm you down, too. I saw that. Yeah, it was messed up because it's like you go out here, man, and, and I'm expecting to be around number of patriots that's trying to bring this country together and, and yeah. fight for our freedoms. You know what I'm saying? And and that's what I'm about. Right. Hey, so Cash, and, and Cash, let's, let's 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 break it right there, because I want to talk about what you are about and what you what you've been doing uh, and, and, and just the platforms you've been building to, to change America, specifically and, and not just black and Latinos, but America. Um, guys, if you just join us, we're talking with, yeah, we're talking with Cashley Kelly. He's an influencer throughout America. I mean, the guy has been everywhere. Uh, you're listening to the Steve Cortez show. I'm John Anthony filling in for Steve. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Steve Cortez show on AM 560. The answer. Welcome back to the Steve Cortez show. I am John Anthony filling in for the aforementioned name. Steve Cortez. He's away. Oh, Hot Daddy, I see you over there on the drums. He's away with the president, handling all those America First things. Um, I'm glad I he I'm glad I'm sitting here. Uh, hey, hey, Josh and Josh Hot Daddy Macbeth. I hope I've done enough job, a good enough job to come back. I hope so. Steve Cortez, I hope I got your blessing. <laughs> I really do. I really hope I got your blessing. Uh, but before the break, we were talking with my good friend Cashley Kelly, who's been like everywhere, who's been around the world. Um, Cash, welcome back to the Steve Cortez show. Um, what yes, I, these last couple of minutes, what I want want you to talk about, uh, I want you to talk about everything. Be the change, streetlight unity movement, 
Uh, and you, you've come up with, what, what is it, Conservengers? Conservengers or something like that? Uh, Conservengers. Conservengers. You know they got Captain America? I'm Captain America. <laughs> oh, okay, I get it now. Cap Cash. <laughs> so, so talk to the people about what the message of Cashley Kelly is and what you're trying to do. Because I remember coming, going out in the city of Chicago right after you did my show and watching you engage with some people who, you know, most people don't engage, especially with a conservative message. So talk to the Steve Cortez yeah. show. Well, here it is, man. This is this is what I'm about. I'm about unity, man. I, I'm not I'm not from, you know, the so I'm not from a place where I'm supposed to be a black conservative. I'm supposed to be a Democrat. I'm supposed to be somebody that's uh, on the other side. I'm supposed to be out there with BLM if you go by the stereotype, you know what I'm saying? But what it is is when you know better, you do better. So the way I grew up, I don't ever want to see another person have to grow up the way that I did if I can do anything about it. So we came up with the uh, Streetlight Unity Movement, the Streetlight Unity Foundation, um, Be the Change by Anthony Russo, which is my, my brother and my partner, just like you, bro. Big Ed. And, um, and yeah, Anthony, man, he's dope. And what we're, what we're trying to do is, man, is just is change the narrative, bro, and, and bring it back to what it's supposed to be. Because even though people are on different sides of the aisle, whether Democrat or Republican, conservative or Democrat or a liberal, it, it doesn't matter. We're still American, and we should not be as divided as we are uh, when we look at the media. The media is selling us a lie. Yep. They're selling us a, a, a messed up, divisive lie. They want to keep people separated, and that's not what we're about. So what I've been doing with my platform, we almost got 400,000 uh, followers on, on my Facebook, Sheesh. but YouTube is where I've really been doing my show at. My yeah. YouTube is growing rapidly. We're almost at 40,000 on there. I'm surprised they haven't um, blocked by the way, there. Yeah, you guys can follow me over there on my YouTube as well. Cash Kelly, K-A-S-H, Cash Kelly, The Streetlight. Yeah. All right, that's the page. Please go subscribe there. But what we're trying to do is just bring people together, man, and kill the narrative that they push. White people aren't out here trying to kill black people. All the police ain't bad. All black people ain't thugs and criminals. Uh, BLM is a terrorist organization, domestic terrorist organization. Uh, being a patriot is not bad. It's not racist. Donald Trump is not a racist. Uh, it's, just, it's a bunch oh. of lies. And it's a bunch of lies that get pushed out there that, that, that they've been selling us, especially us in the hood. You know what I'm saying? They want us in the hood. They think we ignorant. So what they do is they go on the news and talk about this black guy got killed by this white cop. and never tell you why. And they never tell you about the white guy that got killed by the cop. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's all it's only to divide us. And what we're trying to do is bring people together. Yeah. We're trying to create change. And like I say, unite, don't fight. Be a streetlight. Because only you can be the change that you want to see in the world. And when you're stressed out, remember to pray. Because without God, everything falls apart. So we're trying to bring it back to America, to true America. Woo, love it, Cash. People together. Hey, brother. I, I, I really want to wait. That's the, the, that's the end of the show, pretty much. But I really wanted to to say thank you for coming on. Um, you're doing a yeoman's hey, brother, work, a and 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 Cash, I, I know I know it gets tough, but you got to stay in the fight because your voice is one that's needed, uh, not just here I in the state of Illinois. Stop. Yeah, keep it. Going. I got to apologize to you live on the air though. Uh-oh. I got to apologize because I ended up having to go to D.C. Man, and I was supposed to be hosting your show for you on that's that fine. day. So I truly. Truly apologize, and I didn't even think about it, man. I should have called you and told you that I wasn't going to be able to make it. And Football I didn't preempted us. You didn't even get mad. You still no. called me and said, hey, little brother, are you all right? That's right. You okay? I appreciate you, man, and I love you to death. And everybody that's watching right now, please, if you haven't already and you're one of my followers that's watching right now, please go to Black and Right on YouTube, like the page, and share out this content because this is one of the most important shows that we have in the Midwest. If you want to be informed right. and you want to hear truth, the perspective that, that you need to hear, then please go and follow Black and Right. Yeah. All right, 560, 
A.M., the answer. Cashley Kelly, thank you so much. You listen to the Steve Cortez Show. I'm John Anthony. It's been a great, 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 great time. Josh, Hoff Daddy, we have to make sure we fight for, the, for, for, for America. We do it together. We do it when we engage in conversations, like Cash just said. Until then, hopefully I'll be back. Steve Cortez, please bless. <laughs> hey, guys. Love you. Tune in to Black and Right on AM560 The Answer. Go like the page. Love you. God bless America. Peace. She don't believe in shooting stars, but she believe in shoes.